Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. When the list of Australia Day honours was released on the weekend, a few names stood out from the crowd. Of course, there's the Australian of the Year eye surgeon James Mookie. Ash Barty recognised as our Young Aussie of the Year. And then, in the list of Member of the Order of Australia accolades, was a name that took many by surprise. Men's rights activist Bettina Arndt. Today, we're going to take a look at why so many people are upset at her recognition and how someone so controversial even gets on that list in the first place. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. Just a heads up that today's quickie episode mentions instances of sexual assault, including times involving children. If this is an issue for you, please check in with us again tomorrow. This past weekend, 837 outstanding and inspirational Australians were recognised in the General Division of the Order of Australia. 41.6 of the recipients, or 348, were women. And on the official Governor of the Commonwealth of Australia website, it says this is a positive trend that the Governor-General would like to continue, hinting that there's a deliberate effort to ensure more women are recognised which is why it was interesting that men's rights activist Bettina Arndt was included on that list. Because while she is indeed a woman, she has spent the latter part of her career seemingly working against women who are speaking out against sexual assault. If you're not familiar with Bettina Arndt, in the 1970s, in her capacity as a sex therapist, she edited the Australian adult sex education magazine Forum. That role would lead to frequent appearances on television and radio before she would host her own show on Sydney's 2GB. She's written for several Australian newspapers and a host of books too, including What Men Want in Bed and 2018's Hashtag Men Too. This isn't her first federal recognition. In 2003, she was handed a Centenary Medal, an award created by the Australian government to honour those who've made a contribution to Australian society or government. Miss Arndt, having been involved in several government roles, including as a member of the Assisted Reproductive Technologies Review Committee and the Child Support Review Ministerial Reference Group. This is a pretty impressive resume. But then there's the other part, the part where she's defended child sex offenders and rapists. Her argument has been seen as victim-blaming. While defending a doctor who molested a 12-year-old child, she says he should not have been charged because in any other context, masturbation would have been seen as a loving and pleasurable act. In 2005, she wrote an article discussing a pedophile scout leader who molested four boys, saying the man was a good bloke and that such minor abuse rarely has lasting consequences. 
She's defended high school teachers who groomed their students for sex. Today I want to introduce you to a so-called sex offender. Tell me about the cost for you. Oh, I lost everything. I lost my home. I'd been married for 37 years. I lost my marriage. I lost my children. I lost my job. I lost my status in the community. Tweeted support for convicted child molester Cardinal George Pell and run a speaking tour of universities where she discusses the fake rape crisis on campuses across the country. Some have called for her award to be revoked. Domestic violence campaigner and 2015 Australian of the Year Rosie Batty says she felt sickened and utterly dismayed at the announcement. Grace Tame, the victim of Nicholas Bester, the teacher Arne had defended, said, I believe that honouring someone who actively defended a pedophile on a public platform is a blatant example of the protracted, systemic moral corruption that still hampers our society. Now, here's where it gets difficult. When we as women see men who do terrible things to us spoken about as if they deserve a second chance, we're angry, and for a very good reason. It's hard to defend men in a system that provides them with freedom from being held accountable for their behaviour that has for so long worked against women and treated us like we are less than. But can we also take it too far in the other direction? To see both sides of this story, we have Bettina Arndt speaking to Studio 10 about the controversy surrounding her award and columnist for the Sydney Morning Herald and Canberra Times and academic at the University of Technology Sydney, Jenna Price. Bettina says she's not about putting down women but about equity for both sexes and that she's defending men from being painted as the enemy. Certainly the issue of the way the award was worded will be controversial. A lot of feminists, for instance, who think they own the idea of gender equity, which is all about promoting women at the expense of men. So I was very pleased that they described my award as gender equity through advocacy for men, which is what I'm doing. Gender equity is about fair treatment for men and women. I am trying to redress the imbalance of this emerged in recent years where men aren't getting fair treatment in a whole range of areas. Jenna, that all seems very logical. We all want equality, right? I think we're demonising bad actors who are men, and I think that we should be doing that. I think that we should be explaining that the rate of domestic violence against women perpetrated by men far, far outweighs the rate of domestic violence perpetrated by women against men. We should be talking about the rates of strangulation. We should be talking about not just fatal violence, which is hideous, but all the other acts of violence perpetrated by men against women. So if that's putting all men down, that is Bettina saying that because, of course, not all men are violent. You know, we have just really fabulous male humans in our lives. In fact, I've just got a brand new one, a grandchild born last Thursday. My husband, my son, my daughter's partners, just fabulous men, but not all men are like that. And surely we should be saying... These men are a problem and we need to highlight what those problems are because you cannot fix the problem unless you explain to people what it is. Arne admits she got some things wrong when interviewing Nicholas Bester, the teacher who groomed his student for sex, but she says she got him to admit he was wrong and that he should be allowed to now move on with his life. Here's a man who did a terrible thing, a teacher who had sex with his pupil, which is obviously totally unacceptable. He goes to prison for that. And he serves his sentence. He's let out and the University of Tasmania agreed that he should be allowed to do his PhD there. And he was targeted by 
feminists in Tasmania who decided he would be their, their Me Too poster boy. Every time he left the house, they're screaming abuse at him. They persuaded the universities to st- gradually to stop him being allowed to access the university. And this judge said, we don't have a society where we have vigilante groups determining our justice. We have a criminal justice system to punish people and when they have been punished, they should be allowed to get on with their lives. So that's what I wrote about. I did this interview, which is now being deliberately used, selective parts of that interview. You don't show the fact that I talked to him about how serious his crime was, talked to him how important, uh, got him to acknowledge that he'd done something that was a criminal offence and that was right he went to prison. All of that is left out. Tiny segments are being used as part but of a really... But they were the segments de- that devastated Grace Tame, the victim. I can understand her point of view and I have apologised for the tone of some of that interview. But I don't apologise for addressing the issue of whether people who serve their crimes should be allowed to get on with their lives. Shouldn't those who've done their time be left alone to get on with it? I think it's very difficult for any families to imagine that there's a pedophile in the neighbourhood. And so I think, don't know whether that's vigilante, but just wanting to make sure your uh, children are safe. She certainly does a lot of victim blaming, you know, the way young women dress and the way they look. She characterises that as tempting men. But, you know, when I see a half-naked man, I don't go and accost him or assault him. I just think, hmm, lovely biceps, and I move on. So I think her argument is flawed because she's saying that we shouldn't demonise pedophiles or him in particular, but we should. We should certainly name and shame the behaviour we should be protecting young women and helping them recognise when they've been victimised so that they can complain. I'm not a fan of her argument because the other thing is she let this guy ramble on for ages during her interview without pulling him up. She was, I think, trying to get him to elicit sympathy among the audience. Well, I have no sympathy for convicted sex offenders. Bettina Arndt says she's protecting men. Because I have managed to achieve enormous amount of publicity in the last year about what's going on on our campuses. The fact that the feminists have bullied our universities to set up kangaroo courts to adjudicate rape crimes, alleged rape crimes, using a system which doesn't in any way provide normal legal protection Mm. to the accused. And we've just had a judgment, which is very exciting, late last year, which says that those courts are illegal. And I've been out on campuses all over Australia pointing out what's going on here and I'm getting subject to these attacks. What do you say to that? It sounds like she's doing the right thing by making sure everyone has equal representation. I think it's really important to have fair process, but I don't see any evidence that fair process has been deviated from by any campus or university administration. We have evidence and we have witnesses and we have medical reports and these things are all part of fair process. Can I just say that one rape on campus is too many? So getting the culture right so that doesn't happen is an important thing to strive for. And I'm just not aware of any men being put in the position where they don't get any representation. To be nominated for an Australia Day Award, firstly, you can't nominate yourself. You need three referees along with the nominator, which is then assessed by a team of people. A committee will then vote on your application. But who is this committee? Dr Elizabeth Hartnell-Young is from the Honour the Woman organisation, who've been working to have more women recognised at the Australia Day ceremony. Dr Hartnell-Young, who are the Council for the Order of Australia? Are they from a diverse background? Who are they? Yes, well, there's 
people nominated by the state and territory governments, so some of those work as public servants, for example, and they attend the meetings. There's only two meetings a year and they have to deal with quite a lot of business, as you can imagine, especially as the nominations are increasing. Then there's community representatives who are chosen by the Department of Prime Minister and Cabinet. And some of those people are women and some of those people change, you know, you can imagine they, they leave the committee and they have to be replaced. We argue that they should be replaced by women and people with greater diversity, really. And then there's some ex officio people. The Chief of the Defence Force is on and Deputy Secretary of the Governance Group of the Department of Prime Minister and Cabinet, for example, and Matthias Corman is on because of his governmental role. So these are the people who make the decision. Do we ever get to see the minutes from any of those meetings, how they discussed how this award was handed out and the criteria under which they decided and voted? No, we don't. The way it works is that the staff in the Governor-General's office, the Secretariat for the Honours, prepare material, prepare all the evidence, and they provide a set of recommendations against various categories. And then people discuss it around these various categories, which are later published. But that is all we get. We get the number of nominations that were looked at at each round and we get the number of awards in each category and at each level. So really that's about as public as it gets. How do you feel about these 2020 awards? Because I know some have been left feeling a bit flat that those people who are well-deserving of them now feel like their award is maybe less meaningful considering the discussion that's been going on about it of late? Well, to be honest, there's two areas of disappointment for us. One of the things is that we've worked really hard to have the percentage of women nominated increase. And that's really been achieved, you know, more than doubled in three years since we began. But the number of men has also increased. And so we hadn't perhaps anticipated that, that the men would get active as well. And so that's made the the percentage overall still only 41.6. And, of course, the other disappointment is the oxygen that's been taken a bit from the, the glory of women who've been nominated and awarded by the conversation that's going on in the press at the moment. And that's a disappointment. Whether we believe Bettina Arndt should have been awarded her Member of the Order of Australia for significant service to the community as a social commentator and to gender equity through advocacy for men, remember, for one Bettina Arndt, there's a Professor Joan Errington Beaumont, a Miss Faye Berryman, a Dr Meredith Bergman, a Miss Melanie Champion de Crespigny, a Miss Annabelle Chaplin, and so many more Australian women whose award shouldn't be cheapened for it being adjacent to one so controversial. That's all for The Quickie today. This episode was produced by Melanie Tate with audio production by Ian Camilleri. If you'd like us to follow up a story in more detail, you can shoot us an email, thequickie at mamamia.com.au. 